0: Hi, and thanks for joining with us again as we work our way through our Advent series where we are looking at the prophecy of Isaiah about Jesus Christ. These wonderful words, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders and he will be called, and Isaiah gives these throne titles to this coming Lord Jesus, says about him, this child will be called, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace. Today we're going to be thinking about what it means that Jesus Christ is the prince of peace. Peace is such a big word. We tend to use it commonly when we're talking about world events, um, geopolitical events. And so we might sadly use the phrase when we say that Syria is a country that has not experienced peace for many years. When we say it hasn't experienced peace, we're saying that due to the fact that there's been so much conflict, that people live in fear for their life, that they live in fear that someone will drop a bomb on them or cause, cause them violence to them or their families. Because of that, we cannot say that they experience peace. So peace at a geopolitical level is about the absence of conflict. We also use the phrase more generally at a society level when we talk about living in a peaceful society. We're saying we live in a society where we have we're able to live our lives as as we wish. We have a a certain amount of freedom, uh, where diversity is respected, where equality is worked towards, uh, where there's goodwill and people just get along. So whether we're talking about the absence of conflict at a geopolitical level or at our society level, this sense of people getting along. They're two of the common ways we use the word peace today but they're inadequate, okay? Um, Saying that peace is just the absence of conflict or people getting along is a bit like describing champagne as wine with bubbles. I mean, it is, it is wine with bubbles, but it's so much more. Um, And I think of champagne at a a time of the year like this, when we have so many celebrations and and family reunions and so many things to, uh, time to reflect on our year. And um, you know, it's a special occasion and champagne is very special. So to just say it's wine with bubbles is inadequate. And to just say about peace that peace is just the absence of conflict at a world at a world political level, um, or it is people getting along in society, it doesn't describe it fully enough. The Bible describes peace um, in a much in a much broader and deeper way. And when Isaiah said that Jesus was going to be the Prince of Peace, we need to think about what was in Isaiah's mind when he said the word peace. What did it mean to him then? The word peace in his day was shalom. And shalom, this peace, was the greatest pinnacle of blessing that anyone could experience. We read about this blessing in the book of Numbers, chapter 6, where we read this. And I think these words will be familiar to many. We often end our church services with these words. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. It was the pinnacle of blessing that a person could experience, peace. It came from God, it was a gift. It was God's gracious gift. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and turn his face towards you. So when we think about what was in Isaiah's mind when he said the word peace, it was someone experiencing this pinnacle blessing, this gift of God, of peace with God and peace in their lives altogether. This is a sense of fulfilment. It was tied to another word, which is translated for perfect. So it was... um, It was a comprehensive blessing upon a person's life. Um, Blessing from God, peace with God, experiencing God's protection, God's grace. Uh, It's no accident that um, the the city of Jerusalem, the the Jerusalem, the name means city of peace. Peace is like the pinnacle blessing um, for God's people. You know, it's astounding that in our world today, um, when so much has been written about peace and when we've accomplished so much, we've had success at so many levels and we have so much, um, uh, you know, accumulated wisdom and knowledge, yet we're not a success at peace. No matter what level we talk about it, you know, geopolitical or at a society or at a family level or at a personal level, we are not good at peace. Um, So I read that in all the years of recorded history, which is thousands of years, that apparently there's only about 280 where we could say, well that seems to have been a year of peace. (laughs) I read that we've had over 14,000 wars and that over 3.6 billion people have died in those wars. We are not people of peace. by any understanding of the word. This year has not been a peaceful year, the year in which this COVID-19 virus has been spreading around the world. And when governments um, are developing COVID-19 mental health response plans, because if we carried any lack of inner peace, any, any problems into this year, then the isolation that has been a result of the pandemic has exacerbated many of those problems for people. So whether we're talking about society level, international level, a personal level, uh, whether we're talking about um, a sense of anxiety and a lack of inner peace that we might feel in ourselves, a sense of fear and so on, um, we're not good at peace. Um, There's a character in the Bible by the name of Job who understandably, he experienced so much loss and he was deeply depressed and he wrote this... Um, In Job 3, verse 26, it says, Sighing has become my daily food. I fear, I dread, I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest, but only turmoil. Well, you might not be feeling that gloomy, um, but a lot of us feel that at some point, um, it might be when the distracted busyness of our lives just takes a breath for long of us long enough for us to think about what is the state of my my inner soul like um, Is it peaceful or it might be when you know as we look forward to Christmas maybe there's a sense of dread about um, meeting up with some extended family member or you know someone that we've been estranged from within our families uh, or it might be that 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 terrible that terrible feeling of sadness that we have, that comes from a memory of a time when we said or did or didn't say or didn't do something that resulted in pain for another person. Uh, That lack of inner harmony and peace, whether we're talking about it in ourselves, in our families, at society level, internationally, um, it's a terrible thing. Isaiah 48 says, There's no peace for the wicked. Uh, We often joke with that, there's no peace for the wicked. And Romans 8 says, we are all at enmity with God. Um, The Bible ties together the absence of peace at a personal level and at whatever level of the world itself, ties together a lack of peace with a broken relationship with God that is caused by sin. And unfortunately for all of us, the Bible says, we were born into sin because, in a sense, Adam is our father. He's the father of, of sin because he he was the one who sinned. And we all carry uh, in us this awful spiritual genetic DNA, if you like, that gives us a propensity to sin. Um, and, you know, that's it sounds like an out-there word, but let me talk about it in other ways, like... You know, we carry with us a propensity towards a sense of entitlement, um, towards self-absorption, to a certain carelessness and recklessness about other people in this world and how how they feel and how cared for they are. Um, Through our actions and our inactions, through our thoughts, um, there is so much that we would not call godly. Although we were created in the image of God, sin has marred that image and broken our friendship with God. And the Bible says that broken friendship means that we don't experience that gift of peace of God in our lives. Enter Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, the one who brought peace. Uh, He brought it from heaven. In that sense, he's a prince by royal lineage. He is the one who brought peace into the world. Um, He is the Prince of Peace. He is like a prince, a leader, preeminently, he was a person of peace. And he's able to bring that gift of God's peace into our lives because he's able to restore our friendship with God. He's able to overcome sin. And his resurrection from the dead um, established for us that he had overcome death and sin. Um, And he's able to offer us that peace with God, that restored friendship with God, generously as a gift of grace. Not a gift that's wrapped and left under a tree, but the gift of himself coming from heaven, being clothed with flesh and giving his life on a tree on our behalf, that we would not have to go through that ourselves. The assertion of Christian faith is that our inherited enmity with God is the cause of countless other problems of our, in our lives. It's the cause of a lack of peace, both in ourselves, in our relationships, and in our international relationships as well. And that a restored relationship with God is the beginning of a new life that is characterized by peace. It's as if the gospel, uh, the gospel can be says the gospel is God's gift of grace. It's God's gift of grace and therefore we have peace. Because of that gift, because of God's grace, we have peace. Um, Ephesians 2 describes how Jesus brought us that peace. And Jesus himself, of course, said that he, he said, in me you can have peace. In this world you'll have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In me you can have peace. And he said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Ephesians chapter 2 describes Jesus as our peace. Paul writes this, for he himself is our peace. He has made the two groups one, and he's talking about, you know, the diverse tribes of humanity at the time, the Gentiles and the Jews. He says, He's made them one and has destroyed barrier, dividing walls of hostility by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. He overcame it and his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace and in one body reconciling all to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace, to us who were far away and to us who were near, for through him we both have access to the Father by the one Spirit. So through the friendship, the restored friendship with God that Jesus um, won for us and offers to us, we can experience this peace at an inner level even. Isaiah chapter 26 describes peace in this way. He says, you will keep in perfect peace. Those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. You will keep in perfect peace because they trust in you. The person who trusts in God is gifted with an inner peace. Um, And that means a lack of anxiety, a lack of fear because we are saved and because God is at work in our lives and God is a companion with us through this life. Peace I give you. In me you will have peace, as Jesus said. In him we have peace. Scripture also describes peace as a fruit of the Spirit. And a fruit A fruit is only produced because there's something amazing going on in a tree. It produces that fruit. And so when the Bible says that uh, that peace is a fruit of the Spirit, it's saying that when we become friends with God and we're indwelt by the Spirit of Christ, that produces, that's fruit of peace, peace that we experience in ourselves and also peace that we carry forward into our lives. It's a peace which can withstand even the worst that life can throw at us. Um, There was a man by the name of Horatio Spafford who wrote a very famous hymn, It Is Well, It Is Well With My Soul, he wrote. And he wrote that shortly after learning that um, his four daughters had been tragically lost in in a tragic accident at sea, Um, they were migrating to another country and he sent his wife and his four daughters in a boat ahead of him because he had other work to finish off. And unfortunately, there was a tragic accident and the ship went down and his wife survived, but his four daughters were lost at sea. And when the boat on which he was um, travelling came somewhere near the boat where the other one went down, he penned this great hymn, ''It is well with my soul.'' And I'm sure he penned the words with tears flowing at the same time. But he wrote this. When peace like a river attends my soul, even when sorrow like sea billows roar, whatever my lot, you've taught me to know it is well, it is well with my soul. You know, I see this inner wellness, this inner well of peace, if you like. I see it in people of faith, when they're faced with the worst of circumstances, be that sickness or, or you know, trouble of any kind, a crisis, a loss, a tragedy, discrimination, rejection, betrayal, and yet they have a sense of peace, a well of peace within them. Where does it come from? It comes from God. It's a gift of God. It comes with the peace that comes with God. We have peace with God comes through Christ, the Prince of Peace. It gives us peace within such that we can say, it is well with my soul. And it turns us into people of peace, people who bear the fruit of peace in our lives, people who can actually be uh, peacemakers in this world in which we live, this world that lacks peace so extensively. Well, let me just conclude by reading to you again this wonderful pinnacle blessing from God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Take that gift of peace that God is offering you this Christmas. Amen.